Welcome to another episode of Joyful Recovery in Christ, a podcast dedicated to Christians in recovery. While we use the traditional 12 steps as a guide, we clearly define Jesus Christ as our higher power. In fact, the highest power. And we base our recovery on a vibrant faith in Jesus. One thing is certain, in Christ there is joyful recovery from whatever you're facing today. I'm your host, Pastor Jim. This week we're continuing our study of three chapters from the book of Romans, chapters 6, 7, and 8. It's a study we're calling the Freedom Chronicles. Today we'll continue our look at chapter 8, a chapter in which Paul discusses how God has provided the means for us to find freedom through life in the power of the Holy Spirit. Today's text is from verses 3 and 4 of chapter 8, and they read as follows. Quote, For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Close quote. Last week we entered this eighth chapter of Romans without any condemnation. But there was an important qualifier in that first verse. It said this, quote, There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, close quote. This verse doesn't say that all condemnation over sin is removed from all people. This removal of condemnation is only for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, this certainly begs the question, How are people placed in Christ Jesus? For the answer to that question, we return to the third verse of Romans chapter 6, a verse that we've already talked about. And that verse reads, Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Close quote. So clearly, those who are in Christ got there through baptism into Christ Jesus. The sense we get from this verse is that anyone who is in Christ didn't achieve this position as a result of any action on their part. It was a work of God's grace and God's grace alone. There's another verse in Paul's second letter to the Corinthian church, and you may be familiar with it. Paul writes this, quote, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, close quote. Being in Christ gives us the freedom we always sought in the things of this world. But God brought us into his faith family. And we were eternally changed when he did that. We are a new creation. 
Martin Luther said it this way, quote, Christ died for me. He made his righteousness mine and made my sin his own. And if he made my sin his own, then I do not have it and I am free, end of quote. Today's text expands even more on this thought by Martin Luther with the words of verse 3, which read, quote, For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering, end of quote. There was nothing that the law could do to deal with the problem of sin that all people possessed. The law can point out our sin. The law can condemn our sin. The law can even stimulate us to sin. But it can't remove sin. Why not? Well, verse 3 tells us with these words, quote, Because the law was weakened by the flesh, close quote. Grace works through our new nature, not through the flesh. The godly nature we receive by grace through faith when we're born again is what grace works on. But the law can't save it at all because our old sinful nature is weak. Oh, the law does play a role in the life of the believer, but not, however, as a means of being saved. For those of us who are in Christ by grace through faith, the law has become a moral and ethical guide. And now we obey the law. We obey God's laws out of love for God. And we do so in the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a key word in this third verse that we dare not miss. We're told that God sent his son, quote, in the likeness of sinful flesh, close quote. Theologian R.C. Sproul makes these comments about this particular section, quote. He says, notice how careful Paul is to say that God sent his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and not in the identity of sinful flesh, end of quote. The writer to the Hebrews reminds us that Christ was like us in every way, except he had no sin. When the second person of the Trinity took on human flesh as that baby in the manger, he did so without the stain of original sin. Oh yes, he had a human mother, but his father was God the Father. And now in verse 3, the idea of condemnation reappears. We read this, quote, and so Christ condemned sin in the flesh, end of quote. The very sin that guaranteed our eternal condemnation, the original sin by with which we were born was condemned by Christ. 
his death passed a death sentence on sin for all of us. It set us free from sin's power over us. Finally, in verse 4, Paul says that Christ condemned sin in the flesh, quote, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit, close quote. What is the righteous requirement of the law that Paul speaks of here? Well, it's this. God requires moral and ethical perfection on our part. 100% obedience over the length of our entire life. So how's that working out for you? God does not grade on a curve. We all realize that moral, ethical, and behavioral perfection is impossible for us. We're all sinners, and sinners do one thing very well. We sin. But in Christ, all of God's righteous requirements are met and satisfied, not by you or me, but by the righteousness we receive when we're born again and placed in Christ. The Life Application Commentary puts it this way. The Holy Spirit provides the power internally to help us do what the law requires of us externally. So, how does all this apply to our struggle with addiction? Well, simply this. When we're tempted to relapse, we need to remember that we're incapable of recovery based on our behavior, our good deeds, or our morality. Think about it. Have any of your past attempts at self-recovery worked? Mine either. That's because only Christ can do the work of recovery in us. And Christ will do that work if we just ask. Here's another example of the importance of step 11, which reads, Sought through prayer and meditation on God's word to increase our fellowship with God, praying continually for the knowledge of his will, and the power of his might to accomplish it. And when we maintain that constant contact with God, we're going to be changed one day at a time. The prophet Isaiah said it this way, quote, You will keep, meaning God will keep, in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you, close quote. Well, friend, that's all for today. Next week, we'll continue our look at Romans chapter 8, and we'll consider how the Holy Spirit empowers our walk with Christ. And I hope you can join us. Until then, this is your host, Pastor Jim, wishing you God's richest blessing.